Constipation and acid reflux have a huge overlap. Research shows that up to 79% of IBS patients report having acid reflux symptoms, and up to 71% of acid reflux patients report IBS symptoms such as bloating and constipation. In the Better Belly Clinic, after over five years of working with clients, I've seen an average of 50 to 70% of my clients coming in with both acid reflux and constipation, but they leave without either. So what is the constipation acid reflux connection? And how can you use this connection to your advantage to kick acid reflux and constipation for good? Find out everything in today's episode. Hey friend, welcome to the Better Belly Podcast. Do you want freedom from bloating and constipation? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling natural constipation remedies, causes for bloating, or recipes and exercises to help constipation? Are you frustrated with the mind game of trying to figure out what foods are helping or hurting your gut? Hey, I'm Allison, mom, wife, and functional gut health practitioner. At a young age, bloating and constipation were my constants. I didn't know what to do and wished I could just live a normal life focusing on my passions, my job, and my family. I was tired of abdominal pain that woke me up at night and wasting time and money on gut health remedies that just didn't work. Breakthrough moment, the functional medicine and osteopathic approach to gut health. In this podcast, you will find natural remedies for bloating and constipation, practical, doable belly exercises and massages, and debunked myths about what really is causing your tummy problems. So toss out those laxatives and say goodbye to that embarrassing gas. Your gut health is calling. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. Hey guys, before we get started on the acid reflux connection and how you can fix it in four not so fancy steps, I want to invite you to my free Facebook group that I've just started for you for community and support in your gut health. I love the podcast format, and I know that you love listening to this too, but sometimes you want something else after the podcast, and you want to connect, and you have questions. I know you do, and so I've created this free Facebook group just for you to find a place to ask more questions, get connections, get product ideas and recommendations, and just community of other women like you who are getting freedom in their bloating, constipation, gut health, and more. So go ahead and go to betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook. That's betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook, or click the link in the show notes and join there. Now let's get into our podcast episode. So the acid reflux constipation connection is very simple and straightforward. And if you've heard any of our podcast episodes before, or you've even listened to specific episodes that are related to acid reflux in this podcast, you've heard me talk about this before, but I've never directly connected it and talked about it related to constipation. And this is stomach acid. And that might sound super obvious. Well, stomach acid, okay, that makes sense for acid reflux. Well, how does it relate to constipation? Well, the number one most common cause of acid reflux is not high stomach acid, but it is low stomach acid. When your body eats food, you need to have enough stomach acid in your stomach to break that food down and get that food 
from your stomach to your small intestine. Your body has an ability to sense the acidity levels of your stomach and to test and know how well is something digested in the stomach. And so it can move it on from the stomach to the small intestine and get it out of there. But if you have low stomach acid, you are not breaking food down in record time, or at least in the time period that your body wants it to. So the food's going to hang out in the stomach, and you're going to end up having a higher likelihood that it's going to start coming up into your esophagus. Not only that, but your top of your stomach, that has a little gateway. It's called the cardiac sphincter or the gastroesophageal junction, both kind of fancy terms. Um, it's not your has cardiac sphincter is just because it's close to your heart, hence heartburn. But that sphincter has sensors on it to know is something acidic coming nearby? It doesn't need to close. And if you don't have enough acidity in your stomach, it actually makes that sphincter faulty because it's, it's not getting cued. Hey, something's super acidic. It needs me to block it and keep it inside. So that is one of the, uh, that's the main connection between acid reflux and constipation. There's a second one, which we're going to get to in the four steps here, but it's, it's really the main one. So I have a lot of clients who come in and they're constipated. They're not digesting their food, which is what you need for stomach acid. You, they're getting acid reflux, but then if you don't have stomach acid, the other thing that happens is that when that food gets into things like your small intestine, your microbiome is getting food that is not broken down well enough. And so it's going to overfeed on that food. It's going to create a lot of extra gas because it's basically that food's fermenting in your gut, which is why things like the low FODMAP diet, which is based off of eating foods that are not fermentable, eating fewer foods that have fermentable sugars in them. That's what the F stands for in low FODMAP. That diet specifically is trying to get foods out of your diet that ferment. But the point is, if you can digest food, if you have stomach acid, it's not going to ferment in your gut. And however, if you don't have it, it will start to ferment. You're going to get that classic bloating and pain, but you're also going to have a higher likelihood of getting constipation because once it hits the large intestine, that food is still not broken down enough. And your body's basically trying to slow everything down to say, well, we need to, we still need to break this thing down. So the whole gut lining, the whole gut track, all the muscular movement that pushes stuff along just slows down to a snail's pace to try and accommodate for the fact that you don't have enough stomach acid to break stuff down in the line. It'd be like trying to bake a cake at 180 degrees Fahrenheit. You really need 325 um, or 350 or whatever it is your cake bakes at. Um, uh, so that it'd be, you know, it wouldn't even really work at 180. You're like, wow, it's just sitting in there. It's not really baking up. It's not baking at the right level. You need to have a good digestive environment. So that's the, the main connection between acid reflux and constipation. So low stomach acid up the chain is causing acid reflux. So that's from the stomach to the esophagus going upwards is causing acid reflux. But going down the chain of digestive tract, it's causing constipation. So you ultimately need the same solution to get rid of this low stomach acid, which is going to then have effects on your acid reflux and your constipation at the same time. It is super time effective, super just all over effective. And the only reason doctors don't do this is because they don't have the tools for it. They just don't think this way. They're going to give you a uh, 
medication for your acid reflux, a proton pump inhibitor or it's just something to get rid or reduce your stomach acid uh, because that's all they know. And that's a whole other topic on why they only see it as you need to reduce stomach acid. Um, but then if you they, if you also have constipation, they're just going to give you again another medication, some type of Miralax, or maybe they'll do a procedure to see if something's wrong in your colon, or they'll send you to pelvic floor therapy to try and get your muscles working together. But if you have low stomach acid and you get pelvic floor therapy to help your muscles, for example, push poop out, you still are going to have your problem because you still have low stomach acid. It's not about good muscular coordination. So the doctors just kind of end up going off in random directions that are completely unrelated to your actual problem. So steps, four steps. Step number one, test for H. pylori. What's H. pylori, you ask? It is a pathogen, a bacteria that hangs out in the stomach. And a lot of people have it, but if it gets to pathogenic levels or you're particularly sensitive to the strain that you got, maybe you traveled, if you traveled to any developing country at any point in time, so India, Mexico, Thailand, China, you know, places that and honestly, anywhere for any reason, or you have a spouse, for example, who did that, maybe for work, went to Mexico for, for a work trip, comes back, he gets H. pylori, he kisses you, he gives it to you. You now have H. pylori, or at least a different strain than you used to have. Now, that H. pylori, it loves stomach acid. It will eat the stomach acid, and it will lower your stomach acid. You'll stop digesting as well. It makes your stomach lining unhappy. You get all the acid reflux symptoms, as long as, as well as so many other things that come with H. pylori. And doctors either don't look for it or the test they use is inadequate. And that is end of story. It's just not, it's not a sensitive enough test, even if they do do it. So in my program, the foundations program, where I work one-to-one -one with clients, I use the GI map test. It's a functional lab test. You do straight from home. It's one of the four functional lab tests I do with my clients. And it looks for H. pylori, among many other things like parasites, bacterial overgrowth, candida, wheat sensitivity, and more. So that's the number one. You want to know, do you have H. pylori? Is H. pylori keeping your stomach acids levels low? Step two, once you know, say you know you have H. pylori or you know you don't have H. pylori, if you have it, get rid of it. I have a pharmaceutical grade herb protocol that I do with all my clients. Or if you don't have it, you just move on to step number two, which is once you don't have H. pylori anymore because you got rid of it with a pharmaceutical grade herb or you, or you, uh, didn't have it to begin with, you start rebuilding your stomach acid levels. And I have a whole episode on this. It's episode 40. It's called Reduce Acid Reflux with the Magic Power of Zinc. That's it. Most people are lacking zinc in their diet, and that's the main ingredient that most people are missing when it comes to having stomach acid. So if you, and the main reason is because once you have low stomach acid, you cannot absorb zinc. So maybe you're taking zinc, but you have a low stomach acid problem. You literally can't absorb it really very well at all. And so you could be eating foods with high levels of zinc or taking a zinc supplement. I don't care how good that supplement is. If you don't have good stomach acid levels, you're going to have problems. So what you're going to want to do is both take zinc as well as something called hydrochloric acid, particularly betaine, HCL, take them together for a chunk of time, usually minimum of 30 days. Often for my clients, it's 60 to 90 days. And you're going to bump up that natural creation of stomach acid for you. So you're not going to have to take these supplements for the rest of your life. And then you're going to start creating your own stomach acid. And we, woo, 
yay, wave hands, yay, we're done. Um, if you want to know the exact, like, how much zinc and what type and how much betaine HCL and what is that word you just said, just go and download my constipation freebie guideline. So it's in the link in the, in the show notes or go to betterbellytherapies.com slash constipation. It is my three natural remedies to getting rid of constipation. I have a whole recipe in there for exactly what I'm talking about, this process of rebuilding your stomach acid levels. Or check out episode 40. I also talk about it in there. And step number three, this is the last connection, and I get into this more in episode 46, the gut-breath connection, how asthma, heart palpitations, constipation, IBS, and acid reflux are all connected. And I get into an episode 90, Fascia 101, the hidden force behind bloating and constipation. Those links will be in the show notes. But it's basically the fact that sometimes constipation and acid reflux can be caused by your diaphragm being stuck and not being able to drop and basically pump the abdomen and give proprioceptive input so that your gut moves. That's it. So your stomach's getting frozen and stuck and it's having a difficult time getting food into the next chunk of of your gut. And then so it's hanging out in the stomach and it's causing all this acid reflux or and at the same time, same with your your colon, which is hangs out like the the top corners of the colon hang out on your right side of your rib cage, the left side of your rib cage, and then spreads across the top of um, your abdomen close to the rib cage. That's the transverse colon. So if that can't be breathed into and kind of massaged, you're just going to have an increased likelihood of struggling with constipation. There's also this integration of your vagus nerve that's, that if your diaphragm can't drop, can't get can't get basically massaged and stimulated. And so the vagus nerve can kind of get involved in this. And the best way to fix this is through visceral manipulation, which is the hands-on therapy I do with my clients in my clinic. You can find someone who does visceral manip- manipulation by going to betterbellytherapies.com find and find a practitioner near you. Or you can, if you are local to Ann Arbor or Metro Detroit in Michigan, I would love to work with you. You can go to betterbellytherapies.com booking and all these links will be in the show notes. And lastly, this is an additional step. This is where the fourth step comes in. If you have something like a parasite, bacterial overgrowth, candida in the large intestine, then there's a possibility you'll clean up your acid reflux, you'll be breathing better, your diaphragm moves, your stomach acid levels are good, but you still might get be constipated until you get rid of those problems as well, which is something I also do with my clients in the foundations program. But that would be step number four. And then you just really clean up the constipation. If you don't, sometimes constipation I've seen literally can be causing acid reflux because you're so backed up that that backing up of the poop and, and then the food behind the poop, et cetera, starts to cause problems with the stomach behaving properly. And once you're not constipated anymore, the acid reflux goes away. So it's all interconnected. It's all your organs kind of vying for space in this teeny tiny little cavity of your rib cage and your abdomen. So that is the IBS, excuse me, the acid reflux constipation connection. Woo, guys, that was really fast. Anyone else feel like that was fast? There is so much that you can do to heal. I'm so passionate. The more I talk about this, the more I am so convinced that you can get better. You're not stuck. There's so many resources. If you felt like I gave you a million links, don't worry. Go back, check them out in the show notes. I am here for you. And again, join my Facebook group. Come in. We have all the resources there for you so that you can find your healing. And 
work with me. If you want to work with me, I would love to. Just go to betterbellytherapies.com slash waitlist and join the waitlist for my foundations program, which is my signature one-to-one program where I work with you for six months using four foundational functional lab tests that your doctors are not doing and finding and creating a customized health plan that's going to work for you. I help you put all the pieces together so you can find freedom in your health. And if you are new to this podcast, I just want to say welcome. If you love this episode, we have so much more coming down the line. So subscribe so you never miss a beat. Other ways that you can follow us is by heading over to Instagram and going to Better Belly Therapies, at Better Belly Therapies, and following us there. I love connecting with listeners and just having more touch points and connection points because you can get better. If this episode blessed you, I just want to invite you to leave a rating and review on your podcast. Specifically, Apple Podcasts is super helpful. It helps other people just like you to find this podcast, and it helps me to know what's helping you the most. I would love to hear your thoughts and hear what blessed you most about today's episode. And to round us out, our motto, miracles are immediate, but healing takes time. Catch you guys next week.